Um, I've got my computer up here because I'm trying something a little different. We're in this weird season of ministry where the majority of people that I'm speaking to are not in the room with me. And uh, I'm having to adjust to that because it's hard to think about that, you know, most people are watching online. And the difficulty of it is when you preach, those of you that have done this before, you know, you kind of feed off the folks in the room. So if somebody's nodding their head, it kind of gives you a little energy like, yeah, I'm saying something good there, you know, or so you get an... Uh, some get a confused look. It's like, okay, I need to explain that a little bit more. And so, you know, I mean, you, feed, you, get, you see the reactions of people's faces, and it kind of helps you as you preach. Well, all I see in the back is a red light on a camera, and that tells me somebody's watching, but I don't get to see their reaction. So I brought the computer up here so maybe I could see the reactions both of those in the room and those online because I'm going to begin with a, a few questions, and I need to see your reaction. So if you're in the room, you're just, it's just going to be a show of hands. If you're online, on Facebook, it's, and that's where most of you are right now, on Facebook it's going to be the little emojis down in the, the right, bottom right corner, the little blue thumbs up. So that's what you'll hit to say yes to this question. And if you're on YouTube, uh, you just got to comment in the comment section. And some of you are probably watching YouTube on your smart TV, so you just raise your hand in your living room and we'll pretend like we can see each other. So uh, here's the questions. Very simple. I forgot my, hold on, let me grab this real quick. Forgot my remote to advance the slides. All right, so question number one. How many of you at any point in your life, how many of you have run a 5K? In the room, show of hands, run a 5K, and then online, just hit the the little blue emoji. Okay, that's the most popular race distance. So if you're going to run any of these distances, we'll probably have the most people who've run a 5K, it's 3.1 miles. And there's like a half a dozen of those that happen in Columbia alone. So there's thousands of these across the country. You see a few other race distances on that start line as well. So what about that next one? The 13.1 is a half marathon. How many of you have run a half marathon? Show of hands. Wow, this, the, the in-person audience, not many at all. Um, a f- maybe a few more online. So I'm glad to know that the people watching virtually are a little more active than you guys in the room. Um, the, okay, the big daddy, the granddaddy of them all is the marathon, 26.2 miles. How many of you have run a marathon? Okay, one. All right, uh, online, let's see if you guys can do a little bit better on this. So, so okay, the, the reason I'm asking that is because, oh, well, oh, I've had one more question. How many of you have not run any of those distances? You can raise your hand or hit the laugh emoji. That's good, because when you're raising your hand, you're laughing at all the people that have run these distances, because, like, you guys didn't just volunteer to do that. You paid somebody money to do that. Like, you gave somebody 50 to 100 bucks and said, can I run 26.2 miles? And they took your money. It's like, it's like bottled water. Um, like, it's something you could do for free, you're paying for it now. The reason I'm using this analogy is because if you've run a race You'll, you'll be able to relate to this. If you haven't run a race, I think you'll still be able to relate. But imagine, if you will, that a friend of yours signed you up for a 5K, and you didn't know that they'd signed you up. So maybe two weeks before the race, they give you a call and say, oh, yeah, by the way, I forgot to mention, uh, you're running a 5K with me next week. And you're what do you mean? Like, oh, I signed you up for the 5K. It's like, but I, I'm not a runner, A, 
B, I haven't trained, I haven't prepared, I, and I, there, there's no way I can run 3.1 miles. Oh, come on, anybody can run 3.1 miles. It's no big deal. Like, listen, you just gut it out. I mean, you can walk it if you got to, but anybody can do three miles. Anybody can do a 5K. You're going to do it with me. And so I, okay, well, so you go to the start line, and, and you start running. And that's exactly what you're thinking is, like, anybody can do this. Like, I just, I'll just make it work. And, you, you know, you start running, you get to one mile, the two mile, the three mile. You know, by mile three, you're looking like one of these people in this picture. So you're the guy, you know, you're running up, shoulders upright, and everybody's smiling. You're bent over, throwing up. You know, the guy, like, behind the guy that's bent over, he, you can see the look on his face. Like, he is hurting. So you may, you know, but you only got a tenth of a mile to go. And just a tenth of a mile to go. So you're, you're relishing in the fact, like, this is almost over. This is, we are to the finish line. I can, I can see the finish line. And when you think that, you look up and you realize... I can't see the finish line. And it's like all you can see in front of you is road. And you're a tenth of a mile away. You ought to be able to see the finish line at this point. I mean, like the finish line should be just right there. You should see balloons in the distance. You should see a big crowd in the distance. You should see ticker tape. I mean, something. And you don't see a finish line. And so you, you turn to your friend and like, where's the finish line? And they say, oh, man, <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot. This is not a 5K, this is a marathon. You got 23.2 miles left to go. You thought you were almost done, but you got a long way left to go. And the thing is, you don't know what's ahead. You don't know how hilly it is. You don't know how curvy it is. You don't know how hot it's going to be. And you're th- I mean, your lungs are already on fire, and your legs are already burning, and you're thinking, I don't, I, I don't think I can make it. I mean, imagine in that moment when you find out, that moment when you first discover, I thought I would sign up for a 5K, and I wasn't even prepared for 5K, but now I've got to do 23 more miles on top of that. What are you thinking? Like, you're thinking there's no way. Everything within you wants to quit or punch your friend, one of the two. But everything within you is just like, you know, I just, there, there's just no way. And that's pretty much how I felt about five or six weeks ago when it hit me that COVID is not a 5K, it's a marathon. And see, it was, I mean, originally it was a 5K in my mind because, and I didn't sign up for it. None of us signed up for it. None of us were prepared for it. But you remember like two weeks before it all hit, it was like there's some kind of virus in China. And then another week, there's a, it's in Italy. And then another week, the governor's saying stay at home. I mean, like, it was, it was all of a sudden, none of us had trained for it, none of us were prepared for it, but we all went to the start line, and we were pretty optimistic early on. Most of us were pretty optimistic. Like, you remember, we were like, fun things to do in quarantine, and, you know, like, there was all of this kind of optimism, like, this is only going to be a little while. This is, everybody can do this for a little while, so we'll go home, school's canceled, sports canceled, um, work is canceled, you know, all of it, but that's okay, it's only going to be a week or two. Right, And people were posting memes about how awesome church was going to be when everybody got to come back together and church was just going to be overflowing. And I mean, it's just going to be this crazy. But it's only a couple weeks. There's no way it's going to go through Easter. No way. And then after Easter, well, there's no way Mother's Day. It's not going to, we're not going to go through Mother's Day and no services in person. No way that's going to happen. No way it's going to go through the end of May. Absolutely. No way we're still going to be talking about it in August. I mean, we canceled spring sport. There's no way we're talking about canceling fall sports. Come on. But yet here we are. Right? I mean, it's, 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 and it hit me at some point. It was about five or six weeks ago. It hit me that this is going to be a much longer recovery 
than I thought. And I'm talking specifically about the church. Um, because when we, when we resumed in-person services, that was the, the end of May, there were like, what, 20 cases in Murray County, 20 active cases in a county of 100,000, and there were no hospitalizations. And we had, you know, 230, 240 people show back up for our first service. I'm like, yeah, this is, I mean, we're going to pick back up really soon. This is all going to, this is going to be smooth. All it's going to take is a week or two of in-person, and everybody will get used to it again, and things will be back to normal. And then we had our positive case here at the church, and we had to notify everybody of that. And then that coincided with a, um, a spike in our country, but also in our state and in our county. And as of yesterday, we've got 550 active cases in Murray County and 20-something hospitalizations. And that's when it hit me. Like, this is not a 5K. This is a marathon. This, this, not, this is not something we say, oh, well, once school starts back, everything will be back to normal. Well, now school's starting back, and we're thinking, man, what is normal going to be like for school? I mean, Murray County's starting tomorrow, and already all of sixth grade at Whitthorn's canceled, and all of Spring Hill High School's canceled. You know, so, I mean, we're going to see that kind of stuff happening all over and over again, and you, like, how, you start thinking, how am I going to make it? How are we going to do this? I mean, whatever profession you're in or whatever stage of life you're in like if you're if you're in sales right now you're probably thinking how am I going to do this because pretty much every person in sales that I've talked to has been affected in some way you know like how, how are we going to make it what if they shut us down again I just don't know if we can shut down if you're a small business person um, if you work for yourself if you manage business own a business if you're a teacher and you're returning to school when I, I met with the brown teachers and I said I'd like five minutes with the brown teachers just to encourage them and I and I think I shared the verse that I'm getting ready to share with you in just a minute here. But I just wanted to encourage those teachers because, man, what a scary time to be a teacher. How are you going to do this and make sure you're following all these rules and what happens here and here and whatever it is, medical professional. If you're a stay-at-home mom, and it's like, my kids have been home for five months, and you're telling me I'm going to have to teach them online for five more? I mean, this is just whatever. It's crazy right now. And all of us are realizing, like, this is going to be a long recovery. This is not, like, we can't say, well, let's just get to January 2021 and all be over. We know flu season's coming. We know, I mean, it's, this is going to be a long road. So as people of faith, what do we do when faced with an obstacle like that? What do we do when we're a fourth of a mile into the race and realize, I got a long way left to go, and I don't know that I have it within me to finish it. I didn't ask Tiffany to do this. She didn't know what I was going to be preaching on today. But she let her refrain. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. Here's where it comes from. Hebrews chapter 12 says this. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. The next verse. Next two verses. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart.
I'm giving you this verse today as our theme verse for the rest of 2020. It may have to be our theme verse for 2021. But I'm going to encourage you to pull out your phones here in just a minute and take a screenshot of the first half of that verse. I couldn't get it all on one screen. It was just too many words to put on there. But when you grow weary and lose heart, you focus on Jesus. This is the screenshot you need to take. If you're watching online right now, I want you to take a screenshot of that and, and, or, or write it down. Jot down somewhere, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Be able to put this somewhere where you can see it every day because there's so much goodness in this verse right here. I mean, it starts out with that we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. And, and what the writer's trying to say is we're not the first person to face hardship. We're not the first person to face struggle. We're not the first people to go through a pandemic. We're not the first church to go through a pandemic. This has happened before. It'll happen again. But we have people who have gone before us and they endured. This is like, I think of like Paul's words about our light and momentary troubles. Like, yes, it is, it's a scary time and we're having to make some adjustments and that kind of thing, but we got it way better than a lot of people. I mean, it's so, like we consider these that have gone before us. And then we throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us. When we are stressed and we are worried and, and we're fearful, sin, that's when sin can get a foothold in our lives. It may be that we're so worried about you know, our emotions and the stress and all that that we start numbing that in various ways. Like we try to numb the emotions so that we don't feel the emotions and that's where sin comes in. Or it may be that the sin is just we don't take care of ourselves so we become angry and cynical and negative. We start biting people's heads off and you know, people don't be around us. And so he says, you know, you got to consider people who have been here before you. you got to throw off the sin that so easily entangles and run with perseverance. That's the main thing I want you to hear. That's why I highlighted that. you just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Just got to keep breathing in air and breathing out air. Just do the best you can. I love how Higdon uh, is a runner that... You, I followed his training schedule for the first marathon. He's written several books. And somebody was asking him, like, what's the proper technique for a runner to breathe? He goes, suck in air and blow it out. <laughs> I mean, that's the proper technique. Like, you just got to breathe any way you can is all he's saying. Like, just keep going. And that's what it is. When you're facing, you thought you were running a 5K and you're now running a marathon, you just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Some days you're going to feel real good about that, and you're going to be running, and it's light, and it's easy and breezy. And some days it's going to be a challenge, and you're sucking wind, and you just need, man, you just need that. So you just keep run with perseverance. The race marked out for us fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfected our faith. I want you to put this somewhere. Like maybe you tape this to your coffee pot. Maybe you put this on the mirror when you're getting ready in the mornings. Maybe this goes in your car on the dash. Um, maybe it goes on your screensaver. Wherever you can put this, I would like us to challenge us for the next, I don't know, 30, 40 days, maybe the rest of this year. I'd like to challenge us to just read this verse once a day and meditate on it. it you may spend two minutes thinking about it. You may spend 30 seconds thinking about it. You may spend the rest of the day thinking about it. But I'd like us just to kind of to read this verse and to meditate on it every day, no matter where you're at. If you're going back to work, you're managing a business, and, or you know, you're managing a career, or you're managing a classroom, or you're a student. I know we got students heading off to school. You know, you're going, starting a new school year, and everything's online, and that's weird. And how do you have freshman orientation and all that stuff when you can't have in-person? And I mean, just keep Focusing on this, run with perseverance. Just keep putting one foot for the other. It, it, it is a season. It may be a long season. It may be a really long season, longer than we ever thought it was going to be. But it is a season, and seasons come to an end, and they're replaced by another season. It is temporary. I mean, temporary is a matter of perspective, but it is temporary. 
and it will come to an end. So we just keep running and keep focusing on Jesus. And that's my challenge for you. I want to say a, a word of prayer over us. And uh, I got two things, and then Tammy is going to wrap up with a, a prayer and some information about Brown. So pray with me, please. Father, I pray that you help us. It's just uh, your word, it's amazing to me that your word was written thousands of years ago, and we can read it, and it's, it's applicable today, and it's, it's almost like it was written to us, because it was written to us. It was written to the ancient Hebrews in, in the first century, but it was meant to be timeless. It was meant to be carried forward to today. And so your words encourage us today to not grow weary, to not lose heart, to keep our eyes focused on you, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And so, Father, I ask that you help us to do that, not only as a church, but just as your people. In whatever capacity these folks are going to be working Monday through Friday, I ask you help them to do that to fix our eyes upon you. And it's in the name of your son, Jesus, I pray these things. Amen. The two things I had to mention was the book, the go, go sign up for the story, and um, we'll make sure and get that book to you or go ahead and order that. And then on the way out the door, you can drop your communication cards or your offerings in the basket. And Tammy, I don't have a, I don't have a microphone, so you can just hold this one. So...